1: Welcome to Jersey Shore, I'm Jordan from Jersey, joined as usual by... Pierce, Higgins. And this week we have three special guests. First off...
3: Mike from Pennsylvania. Chaney from Ohio. And Kevin from New Jersey.
1: And uh, for this special episode, it'll probably end up being a two-parter, we'll see. We're going to talk about our favorite things from 2013, our least favorite things from 2013, and some things in 2013 that kind of took us by surprise. These things will not necessarily have to have come out in 2013, although it's kind of our goal, but if there was something that... Came out before, and we just happened to experience this it this year, and we didn't have something else. Then they might get thrown in as well. So, with the five of us, we're going to try not to talk over each other. And uh, for anyone who like waits till midnight to download the episodes, I'm sorry. This one's going to be a little bit late because we're recording it hours before it will go up. I will not be sleeping much tonight.
3: South Park style. South yes, yep. yes, yes.
1: With less animation. So, what category do we want to do first, gentlemen? We're going to talk about movies, comic books, TV
4: shows, books. Sandwiches, whatever you want to talk about. Uh, Well, let's start with movies. Okay. Get that out of the way. I don't want to go first because I've watched three movies this year, I think. So I'm really. I think I've seen. You've seen more than that. Oh, are we talking theaters? We didn't actually specify. Theaters, right? If it came
1: out this year, or just, you know, whatever.
4: Okay, so let's, yeah, anything that really came out this year.
2: Well, then I guess I can talk. Um, (laughs) The movie that caught me most off guard in a good way was The Hunger Games, the second one, Catching Fire, which I thought was the best book-to-movie that I've ever seen. Um, A lot of times book-to-movie is terrible. (laughs) The Hobbit. (laughs) And tries to make it longer or shorter and cuts out essential things or adds extra stuff, and I think they did an excellent job cutting out things that you didn't really need to hear about, but were good in the book uh, for someone who really likes books. They kept in everything that was essential.
1: Now, I still have, unfortunately, not gotten a chance to see Catching Fire this year. Um, I Any day, hopefully, I will go get a chance to see it, because I really like the book. But, so you were, you were happier with this one than the first translation from the first book to the first movie?
2: Yes, I actually thought this was better than the book, maybe. Or at least as good as the book, and the first one I did not even close think was better than the book.
1: Um, I'm curious, because I don't think we've had this conversation. If you were to rank the three books in order of what you liked the most at least, which would you say?
2: The second book is probably my least favorite.
1: Really? Okay. I would
2: put the third book ahead of that, just because of the ending. The ending's amazing. Uh, The ending was just... I'm a huge fan of Russian literature, and... If you know what that means, then even if you haven't read the book, you can understand what happens. There is a
1: lot of vodka <laughs> in the end of the <laughs> There's a lot
2: of vodka and everyone goes to Siberia. <laughs> Very similar to all Russian literature. The, well, the second book was a lot more British literature feeling because there was a lot about their wedding, and it was like girls crying in bedrooms and being angry <laughs> that they're having to love this person. So I just described... Jane Hare, and like every British literature that was written. All of before, the Bronte before, sisters' before, books before the eighteen hundreds. I've just described. Our house isn't big enough. Why? Why won't he love me? The why Yellow don't Wallpaper. I love him. Uh, yeah. So that was my issue with the second
1: one. Not not a bad book, but just not my preference. And yes, I know the Yellow Wallpaper is not British, but um, it's okay, <laughs> it's beside the point. So that was your dark horse. Does anybody else have a dark horse they'd like to throw in while we're on the subject, Kevin?
3: I think uh, I was impressed and surprised with White House Down in the fact that I was expecting it to be terrible. And my buddy and I usually go to see terrible movies, and we went and we're like, "All right, what's what's this week's terrible movie? Let's go see White House Down." And it was fantastic. It was
4: no, no, wait. I just want to specify here. Is this the serious one with Morgan Freeman or the funny-ish one with Channing Tatum? The, it's the
3: funny-ish one with
4: Channing Tatum. And that okay. was
3: the other thing because... Those, what was the first one called?
4: I love this. Puppet yeah. Oh,
3: yeah. And they both came out around the same time. So I was like, okay, this is going to be like a carbon copy. The other one is not going to be good. And I thought it was really good. I thought it was fantastic.
4: I, I just realized what else came out this year. And I'm going to jump topics here from underdog to my favorite move of the year. And I think you're going to agree with me, Kevin. Um, because we've seen it twice, um, <laughs> Pacific Rim. Woo! I am and Jordan. and I've talked about this before when we did um, was our first Netflix was um, Troll Hunter, correct? Uh that sounds right. Yeah, I think so. Okay. one of the
1: first at least. Yes, uh,
4: and we talked all about monster movies. Yes. Cheney
1: as the ass- assistant <laughs> producer or associate producer he has verified assistant to the
4: producer. <laughs> um, but yes, so I'm trying to remember if. Pacific Rim came out after I think it did when we did that episode, but I was really excited for it. I'm also a big Guillermo del Toro fan. It was everything I wanted out of it, and then some. It was bright neon colors, it was giant robots fighting monsters. It was what I wanted Transformers to be. And it wasn't just 17 different camera angles and explosions and racist robots. It was no there was a little bit of a romance with like no kissing. There no one kissed in the entire movie, which was a huge deal. And you watch the fighting. It was like two people fighting, but they were robots and monsters. And I really liked that. So cookie cutter characters, you know, monster movie script B, but you know, it was it was still really well done.
0: See, for me, going into Pacific Rim, I sort of had kind of middling expectations. Just I mean, I liked Gilman de Toro. I liked giant movies. Giant. Monster. The The longer the better. The Patch of the Christ. Amazing. (laughs) It never ends. Well, I did it was the only movie I saw this year on an IMAX, so the biggest movie does win. Okay. (laughs) Um, but for me, I was going in expecting just a monster movie with Gilman de Toro's effects and his crazy mind. But I felt like I got a lot better story than I was expecting. For a summer movie, I thought that was really big plus for that.
1: Cool. Um, so I think I'm the only person who hasn't said anything movies um, so far. I think, and, and like Pierce said earlier, I, I, both of us have not seen many movies in theaters this year. I think in theaters, my favorite movie that I saw would be Iron Man 3. And I know a lot of people like mm. didn't like Iron Man 3 much. Mm-hmm. For me, it's my favorite of the three. Me too. I liked that it was dark and examined his you know depression and all these things and his anxiety attacks. For me, it was the most interesting movie Marvel's done in a while. And I I don't mean that to to slam on the others. I love Avengers. I really liked Thor 2, etc. But this one had more to it than just joke, 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 explosion, joke, 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 explosion, semi-heartfelt scene, watch, run, repeat. It had some things to say and some things for the character to work through and Mm -hmm. a very surprising ending. Mm -hmm. So I I really love that.
3: Yeah, I would say there was more character development in the first Iron Man, or sorry, in the third Iron Man, than the first two and Avengers combined for that for Tony Stark. For like. I
1: could see that, although I mean, it's kind of the 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 climax of that character development happens like at the end of Avengers, and then this is just dealing with everything after it. So you can't really get to it without those things. But I understand exactly mm-hmm. what you're saying. So we've had a couple favorite movies. We've had a couple dark horses. Anybody else have any of those that well, they didn't give? I'd, or
0: I'd like to throw out a dark horse. Just Go ahead, like, Mike. And I'm not sure I would classify it either as good or bad. Um, but certainly a horse. It was certainly a <laughs> horse. Um, I'm going to throw out Superman, Man of Steel. Okay. Now, going to that movie, I had probably the lowest expectations you could possibly have for a movie. Because it was a Superman movie. Because it was a Superman movie. It was a DC movie. I'm coming off of the Dark Knight trilogy. Christopher Nolan's sort of involved, but he's not. It's Zack Snyder. Oh, involved. I thought you said he sort of evolved, like Pokemon style. No, I was no. like, what? Now, Wrong he wasn't involved. <laughs> but uh, I, felt in like was <laughs> I felt like it was just—I felt like he was just there for the name on the credits.
1: Yeah, probably. Although, I mean,
0: I think they also gave him a lot of money. That probably helped too. That that, uh, that always helps smooth everything over. Now, after watching the movie, I don't—I probably wouldn't consider it my favorite movie of the year. But I definitely enjoyed it. And as far as talking about gulfs in movie, that was definitely the largest, just because the expectations were so low, and it was actually watchable. Okay. Wasn't exciting, but watchable.
2: I have a good movie that hit exactly where my expectations were, really. Anchorman 2 Hmm. was everything you would expect it to be. I thought exactly how I read a Fast and the Furious review once. They were like, well, the new Fast and the Furious came out, and there were a lot of explosions, hot guys, hot girls, and racing. So I'll give it a five star out of five, because that's 100% what you're going there for. And Anchorman 2 was kind of racist, really sexist, and everything so over the top that you really can't even be offended. And that's, I was like, well played, Anchorman. Well played. I just kind of expected it to be, you know, that, uh, the Hangover 2 again. Mm -hmm. I almost expected it to be, but then I was like, no, they have a great cast list, they're going to be able to pull something out. And I was spot on at what I thought it should be, and what I wanted it to be.
4: I'm trying to think of worst because no one said worst. I feel like mm-hmm. I got one. I, I, and I think I'm going to disagree with that. I don't. Wow, that was that was some <laughs> psychicness going on right there. So, and maybe this speaks to the level of movies this summer that I saw at the very least. But I would say The Hobbit was probably the, my worst of the year. Desolation. The, 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 Just, the Desolation okay. of
1: Smaug. 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 Smau- smau- I haven't even seen it, and I don't know how to pronounce it. Yes. The Point Desolation being. of Sherlock.
4: Yes, The Desolation of Sherlock. Sherlock Sherlockan. And maybe maybe this would fall more into the expectation thing. I went in with semi-high hopes, you know, especially because I wanted that exactly that Sherlock thing. I wanted a little bit of Sherlock and Watson before Series 3 of Sherlock. Which starts so soon. I know. Oh. Uh, did you watch the minisode? No, I didn't watch the minisode. so yet. good, dude. Uh, we'll, well, all right, we'll, we'll have to get to that, because that's going to be in my ranking for TV. But anyway, can I go ahead and
1: say best series for t- 2014 right now?
4: Yes, exactly. <laughs> the three episodes we'll get of Sherlock. But point being, it it was very long, and there was just so much, not even to be a purist. Uh, I'm not, I my goal for 2014 is to read all Tolkien. But then you found out 2014 is only one year long. Exactly. <laughs> so I don't know how that's going to happen. But... Uh, so I'm not a huge Tolkien fanatic, but I hated Legolas. I it, he was unnecessary. Evangeline Lillian, the whole, you know, dwarf elf love story thing was weird and irrelevant and made no sense in the movie. Would you be better with it if they just had no kissing? Because apparently that's a big thing yes. for you. Yes, yes. <laughs> like it's it's the same thing with Pacific Rim. Pacific Rim didn't really have a love story. This forced a love story where it wasn't necessary. And the other thing, and Kevin and I. Were, we we're talking about this the other day was the whole there's 80 year gap between lord of the rings and the hobbit all right not even related to the book in any way how does gandalf forget everything that he just did in the hobbit before lord of the rings he has this giant battle with, with uh, Sauron. You, you're looking at me like I should have an answer. I haven't no, seen these looking, movies. I'm, not, I'm looking at you for an answer. I'm looking at you because you're holding the mic. Okay, fair okay. enough. <laughs> um, the point was that how is he just going to forget all this? Are they just going to whack him upside the head and be like, oh, you forgot, you know, and then that's going to be the connector? It just seems like, a, I don't know, Chaney. You're, you know.
2: I don't see how he necessarily forgot. I don't think that there were direct correlations between what happened in Desolation of Smog And him finding rando rings and stuff and being like, ah, yeah, this obviously must be that ring. Because they do mention in the books that there have been many rings of power throughout the years that aren't just, like, the rings of power. And an invisibility ring, specifically, if you read The Guide to Elvish, was... (laughs) As we all have. (laughs) As we all have. because I own that, yeah. I do think that I have read every Tolkien book except for... Like the, the appendices, th- third Lord of the Rings, Return of the King.
4: That's oddly, <laughs> that's like... yeah, that's con- awfully considered the best. But all right,
2: yeah. Well, I don't like it. As you didn't I can read it. Well, that's how I know I don't.
1: like it.
2: <laughs> Okay. Um, anyway, I mean, technically, I think...
4: he didn't
1: say he dislikes it. He says he doesn't like it. That, that's fair. So I can't,
4: I can't argue that. Plus, I think Gandalf had a lot going on, and there's a lot of
1: dark forces, and they going. don't have ginseng in Middle Earth, so
2: no. right. that's true. Yeah, but... There's a lot of dark forces going on. I mean, Sauron is clearly more powerful than Gandalf. I mean, it's mentioned several times that he's more powerful than Gandalf, at least until Gandalf dies and comes back to life. Spoiler alert if no one's seen (laughs) the second movie from 2003 or whatever. Or read the book from 70 years (laughs) ago. (laughs) Or read the book from 70 years ago. hate spoiling that for all the illiterate (laughs) listeners that we have. But we yeah, just I lost, like,
1: three people. I, they're so angry at
2: me being biased against illiteracy. <laughs> yeah,
1: there's always books on tape. Um, that's true. Okay, so you were disappointed by The
4: Hobbit, Desolation of Smaug. Yeah, I'm going to say that's my, my biggest letdown of the year.
0: So I'm going to offer a dissenting opinion. As someone who has not read The Hobbit, I went into that movie... Are you one of our illiteralists? <laughs> <stuff. laughs> <laughs> exactly. <laughs> um, going into The Hobbit, it sort of was exactly what I was expecting. A good movie on its own that does not compare favorably to the original three movies. I thought there was a lot of interesting effects. Sure, the love scene was incredibly awkward. That's probably definitely the worst part of the movie. Legolas didn't bother me. I think if something like Aragon were to show up and all of a sudden, here's this 50-year-old Viggo Mortensen and he's trying to be a 25-year-old ranger. Or they like, could just CG him. Which would look even worse. But Season 48 Tron, frames per second.
1: Uh Actually, no, this is a total sidetrack, but for most of Tron Legacy, there was... And granted, I didn't love the movie because I don't need long dinner scenes in my Tron movies. (laughs) um, Or most of the other things that were in that movie. (laughs) But aside from one or two shots, I actually thought the young dude actually looked
0: pretty good. He looked good in the fact that because it was a virtual reality. The scenes were... He was outside. There was only one, though. And there I there was only was one scene, good. and I just it just bothered me. I got a really bad... Understanding. I feel like there
1: was like three or four shots in that scene, and one looked pretty bad, yeah. but the others I was happy with. I don't know.
2: See Sky Captain in the World of Tomorrow.
1: See a 10-year-old t- movie to talk about whether something can be
2: done about in CG. How, how bad CG is.
0: Well, I would also say <laughs> there's kind of scenes in The Hobbit where it felt bad just because I could tell immediately that it was done in CG. In particular, the scene where... Uh, I don't know his name. The fat dwarf was rolling down the river. Yeah. And then he stuck his arms out and started fighting. That scene was completely CG. And I knew the instant I saw it. And the dragon. Why didn't they just get a real dragon? <laughs> <Yeah>. Seriously. <laughs> I don't understand.
2: Part. I thought their resources were pretty vast at these. I mean, they I are mean, in New Zealand. Yeah, was gonna it's, say, it's New
0: Zealand. Right? <sighs> Whatever. I, don't, I thought I enjoyed the movie. I thought it was fine for what it was, which is an interesting prequel to really good movies. It was
3: not Attack of the Clones, so a second prequel is yeah. that bad. Whoa,
4: whoa, whoa, I
3: love Attack of the Clones. What? For a variety of reasons.
4: <laughs> Which we will not get into right now. This really is just the... my love for Natalie
2: Portman. <laughs> it doesn't matter no, how bad her acting is. have gone over this so is. many
4: times, it's awful, and I hate her.
2: It doesn't matter how bad her acting is. For anyone who wants to see how awesome she is, watch Leon the Professional, the profess. Professional. Yeah, the Professional, yeah. or the other Boleyn girl, if you want to say something more the recent. Black Swan. Yeah, Bla- black Swan. I think it's just Black Swan. But <laughs> oh, yes. yeah, the Black Swan.
1: I'm assuming <laughs> that all of our listeners have seen Black Swan. I, don't I know. have no. Really really, I really liked it, but... It was a very enjoyable it's movie. It's not... I mean, I really liked it, but I can see why a lot of people would not be interested in, in that particular movie.
0: I feel yes. like I
2: should surprise everyone, especially Mike, who seems to think that Desolation of Smog is my least Smaug. favorite. Smaug. And while uh, I hate Desolation of Smog. And have only seen the pre-CG version that I got stolen from Russia.
4: He's not making this up. It doesn't
2: actually have a dragon in it. It has, like, a bad drawing in, like, place of the dragon. I don't know where I found this. A stuffed animal. (laughs) Um, My
4: least favorite...
2: (laughs) (laughs) It's it's just Puff the Magic Dragon playing in the background (laughs) on the green screen. My least favorite movie, especially in contrast to Catching Fire, was Ender's Game. I love the book Ender's Game, the movie... Harrison Ford yelling at little kids was really stupid.
1: But at least he showed some emotion for, for once. For at least from what I could tell from the trailer. That's true. I he hasn't think done that in
2: about 20 years. I actually think Harrison since he Ford... he yelled, get off my
4: plane. That was the yeah. most emoting he's done <laughs> yeah. since that moment. I think Harrison Ford did I got a, lot a good job. I love you, I know. That was really... No, but
2: anyway. <laughs> yeah, I think Harrison Ford did a j- good job. It's just... Um, if you read the books, Ender at the beginning of the books is supposed to be like 5 mm. Whereas they only had one person playing him in the whole movie. And, like, I understand that. I actually would have preferred if they at least tried to CG him to look younger or something, do a partial CG. Do a Captain America or something. Yeah, like, what were they doing? He was clearly, like, 12. He's supposed to be 5. And then um, some of the people that he came in contact with, he looked older then. And all of them, the point of the book is that he's overcoming... Great adversity going through these times where he's the youngest by like seven years uh, I can't think of the guy whose name starts with a B Bean. Bean. no the other guy Bonzo 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 is supposed to be like six years older than Ender Ender looked much older than Bonzo and that was that was just when I lost it I, and they also got rid of all of the political stuff in it, mm-hmm. which I understand you have to do that for time purposes but it's it just cool. I'd rather than and make, I feel
1: like a yeah. 20 year old riff on the Federalist Papers is going to be lost on most audiences. Whoa, whoa, whoa. I have strong opinions on the Federal Papers. <laughs> I'm not disagreeing Federalist with you on the Federalist papers. papers, I'm just saying I think for a movie, I can totally see why that's. Yeah, no, out. I
2: understand, because they would have had terrible box office, but I would have been happier.
1: <laughs> so <laughs> let's let's be clear. They already had terrible box office. That's, that's beside true. the point. Unfortunately. But that's
2: my least favorite movie. Second Desolation of Smash. So your
1: favorite was Catching Fire. Your least favorite was did you have a dark horse in this game?
2: You? Uh, my dark horse was Catching Fire and Anchorman Two were oh, like 2. were like mixed between my favorite and my dark
1: horse. So you're covered some no movies. Sure. Yeah, Pierce, you gave two best. best. Which what you gave the best and uh, the dark
4: horse, didn't you? No, best and worst. Oh, best and worst. Best, best was Pacific Rim. Uh, worst was uh, Desolation Smaug. Underdog. That's a tough one for me. The movie Underdog. <laughs> the, the movie Underdog. The horrible CGI. Here I come book. to save the day. I love that growing up and they murdered them. Uh, but that's irrelevant. I didn't see the movie. I just vaguely
1: remember the song from when I was a child. When did Pitch Perfect come out? Like ah! two or three years ago. Yeah, really Seriously? Long ago, but
2: uh, I wish we could talk about it. Like eight years ago.
1: And you didn't first see it this year. Oh, man. I, I did
2: re- first see it this year, actually. And I thought it was terrific.
1: So it's a really good movie. It. Yes. I'm using <laughs> Chitty's
4: and I'm saying Pitch Perfect okay. because I love musicals. Mike, you gave
0: us like your best and your worst. I gave you, an underdog and. You meh. just debated a couple words. Yeah, I just yeah. debated, so I don't know. So <laughs> your underdog was? Uh, my underdog was Superman. Okay, Man of Steel. What was your best or worst then? I'm going to just throw this out here because I experienced it in 2013: Wizard of Oz. Taken 2. Okay, have not seen it. Taken, <laughs> Just because. The Takening. And I'm, I'm, You know what, I'm going to put it as best, just because I wanted two hours of Liam Neeson beating people up, <laughs> I turned on that movie, and I got two hours of Liam Neeson beating people up, and I was completely satisfied. Alright, um, I'll come back to you for your worst. Kevin, what have you told us so far?
3: Uh, so I mentioned that my dark horse was White House Down, okay. you know, which I particularly enjoyed. I'm going to have to second Pierce on my favorite movie being Pacific Rim. It was the only movie I paid to see twice in theaters, at okay. least this year, possibly ever. Uh, and the only movie that I sat through this year thinking, literally thinking to myself, I am bored, I do not want to sit in this movie theater anymore, was Man of Steel. Hmm. I did not like you that were, movie. Were you
1: on our Man of Steel episode?
3: I saw it with you guys, but I don't think uh, we recorded... Dylan... Oh, no, 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 I was there. Yeah, 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 I, yeah was I was there. there. Okay. I was there. I yeah. yeah. So in other words, if one. one... Oh, that's right, because we had yeah. a full range of I loved it and you hated it. Yeah. I did not enjoy that movie in any way, shape, or form.
1: Okay. Um, I think for my worst... And this is tough, um, because Man of Steel was one I really wanted to like, and just kind of ended up being kind of in the middle on it. I didn't hate it. I didn't love it. I thought it was mostly just terrible pacing problems. Other than that, Mm -hmm. I don't mind. Spoilers, I don't mind the fact that Superman kills somebody in it. I don't mind the property damage to Metropolis. All these things that people complain about it don't bother me. It's just a really poorly paced movie. But I think my worst, and this is in my head because my sister and her boyfriend rented it from Redbox last night, so it was sitting on the kitchen table when I came home. and and this kind of irks me to say, but Star Trek in the Darkness. Oh, yeah. With the the caveat that I loved the first 90 to 95% of that movie. Loved it. Mm -hmm. Up until the scene that's a direct correlation to a scene from another famous Star Trek movie, everything other than that, everything before that scene, loved. Everything after that scene was pretty much garbage. And I don't say that as a person who loved the movie that they were riffing on or something like that. It was just the acting was weird. The logical choices were just bad. Apparently death can't exist in the Star Trek universe anymore. A lot of problems. And not to mention, the movie just ended.
4: Like, it yeah. came out of nowhere for me.
1: That and the, the scene where I started hating it, they had the chance to do something new and awesome, which is to go forward in a Star Trek rebooted mm-hmm. universe without one of the main characters from the original show. That could have read so much new life and interesting stories and changes to it. And instead they went with one of the dumbest, illogical choices ever for the end of a big movie like that. Tribbles! Well, that doesn't bother me. But, I mean, the the, the that existence of, bother you? The, the presence of a treble in the movie did not bother me. What was done with it, yes. Yes. So it was, it was not that I hated the movie. Again, I loved so much of it. Like, really loved so much of it. I had one of the coolest looking and sounding scenes I've ever seen, the mid-warp fight, like, ever okay. in a movie amazing sounding looking and then just squandered it in the last 15-20 minutes so that was a shame um, we still have one from you Mike so what would worst you, what movie
0: okay what was your worst R.I.P.D. that looks terrible do <laughs> not watch that movie I had no intention of uh, going into that movie I was expecting Men in Black for ghosts I got Something incredibly terrible. Washed up actors with ghosts. (laughs) I I
1: like both of those guys. I like Jeff Bridges. I like um, Ryan Reynolds. I don't like
4: him. I like
0: the first one, but yeah. I'm a man with pretty simple taste. I will watch really bad movies. I will watch the Transformers movie and enjoy myself because things blow up. Yes. I was very close to walking out of R.I.P.D. Wow. That's bad. That was very bad. It was very bad. It was just... Bad writing, and they wouldn't even acknowledge that they have bad writing.
2: I'm pretty sure that that was actually the worst movie of 2013 for like Time Magazine or some website that was number one. They were like, it just made no sense, and it didn't give you what you wanted.
0: Just never watch it.
1: So I think the only person who has one left for movies is me, and that would be My Dark Horse for 2013. I'm going to go with a dark horse that is one that I didn't like. But thought I would, or thought would at least be a lot more interesting than it was, and that was the movie Computer Chess, which I think came out in 2013, but I certainly saw it in 2013. It's on Netflix, if anybody wants to check it out. I don't really recommend it. It's a black and white pseudo-found footage, and I really stress the pseudo in that, because there's a lot of things that they do in it where it's like, nope, that wouldn't make any sense in a found footage movie. But about a tournament in the mid-80s, I think it's 83 or 84, where they're trying to develop it's different schools, like MIT and Harvard and stuff, who are bringing these early desktop computers that are being programmed specifically to play chess, trying to beat each other, and then to go up against the best human players in the world because they're trying to be the first computer to beat a human. Interesting premise, at least for me. Um, and I like the idea of the found footage thing and everything. And it's just... It, it tries really hard to be arty in a lot of places that fall flat. It just didn't really have a strong enough through line to be interesting. And I just couldn't really recommend it, unfortunately. I wanted to. I wanted to be like, oh, it was kind of a cool, weird, little quirky movie. And I said it was kind of a dull, weird, boring, quirky movie. But Not that even that wrong. quirky. Yeah, Dark Horse could be good or bad, apparently, according to Pierce. Yes. Mm-hmm. So, movies. Done. done. Gentlemen, what do we want to go to next? Comics. Since you brought up comic books, favorite, worst, or Dark Horse of the year for comic books. This one I'm you. actually
4: prepared for. All right. So, <laughs> um, I'm going to break down all three. Best. Best was a struggle to figure out. Because there's three There's a lot of really good comics this year. There's three that really caught me off guard. One well one I've known about for a while and well, you actually introduced me to all three of them, I think. Oh good. <laughs> um, Lock and Key. Written by Joe Hill, Stephen King's son. Really powerful, really moving. Amazing art by Gabriel Rodriguez. Yeah, it's on it it just wrapped up. I didn't read the last issue. The yet. last issue
1: is sitting in my car, I have not read it How yet. How have
4: you still not read it yet? I would have torn that thing up. That was Busy at your house last night at a Christmas party. <laughs> okay. Point being, it just almost every episode issue has brought me almost to tears. The second option was Saga, and not as moving, but just beautiful in its artisticness and its just way it's done everything. I absolutely loved it. Third one being East of West. We've talked a little bit. I don't. I think the Netflix episode's up where we're talking about the next one we're going to do is westerns. I love anything with a western feel, and that's definitely that. Very different.
1: So I, of those struggled three, which really heavily.
4: I really struggle with it. Gonna have to say Lock and Key. Just because all of the last issues were just tear-jerkers. For multitudes of reasons, but it's absolutely fantastic. Uh, so that, I would have to say, is my best. I'll let someone else go before I rant. Who else has read comics this year? Mike.
0: I'll throw in a best of. Now, I should sort of preface this, but my exposure to comics is not great. Okay. Um... I've only read a couple of the first anthologies of the New 52, and a few other one-off books, so it's by no means complete. Yeah, that's fine. Uh, We're not going to start yelling Stone the Heretic or
4: something. Yeah, I know. (laughs) So,
0: so, without a doubt, my favorite comic of the year was the first book of, I believe it's The Court of Owls, Batman Court of Owls. By Scott Snyder, I believe? Yeah,
4: I think it was. I'm not
0: too sure about that. I don't really follow the people involved in comics, although I probably should. The art was just fantastic. There was a lot of great imagery of, like, Batman being this sort of monster. And it it sort of gave me that feeling of, this is Batman as people see him. And that includes the issue that, like, flips and... Yeah, and it was all, like, crazy. And I was turning the book around, and I was like, this is... Awesome. For people who haven't read it, and this is an audio
1: medium, it plays with perspective and you don't just read it left to right like you would a standard book or comic. You have to flip the pages over sometimes and
0: Mostly because Batman is going through a very psychedelic experience and his... Psychedelic, yeah. He's a Bonnaroo. Exactly. (laughs) Um, And his perspective changes, so the book changes with him. I just enjoyed that. I've been meaning to get back to that whole series. I want to read more. I don't know how it turns out, just that first book in general,
3: Fantastic. Who else has a comic? Kevin. Calvin and Hobbes continues to be <laughs> one, of, one of the best comics I've ever... Those are the only comics no, I've No, I won't disagree
1: with you. Calvin and Hobbes is one of the best comics <laughs> yeah. of any type I've ever read. Chaney, do you have a best... Or, do you read comics? I don't even know. I'm trying
2: to find the comic that I read and was surprised by. About horses. Um, but it's by... A, it's <laughs>
1: about it's about horse, horse ebooks. <laughs>
2: <laughs> it's by this random guy. I mean, he's not uh, big yet or anything, and it's not by, like, a big publishing house... I can't find it, but it's about an albino main character, and so the whole thing is written in black and white, or is drawn in black and white, and not that that's, like, super surprising. A lot of uh, lower people, people who haven't made it yet, or just people in general, don't colorize, Um, but it it was really good, and it had some really strong themes that you don't get in a lot of... Uh, mainstream comics. It was uh, contained a lot of the topics that we don't discuss on this show. <laughs> so religion and li- politics. Religion and politics, specifically religion. And um, it, w- it was just a very interesting take on taking someone who's albino and using them as your classic character who's being ostracized or out of the group and then drawing a parallel between that and religious ostra okay. being religiously uh, kept out.
1: Well, if you um, find the title before we're done. Yeah, <laughs> look, look yeah. I don't...
2: I mean, I can I can send it to you, but you're doing this tonight. Yeah, I have them true. on my shelf. Um, but it's like an eight-part series. So that was my Dark Horse. My favorite was... I read um, Joss Whedon's Astonishing X-Men this year. That was fantastic.
1: And that's from mid-2000s? Mm-hmm.
2: Yeah, I'm just catching up on X-Men now. I used to read a lot of comic books, and now I'm just... Yeah, catching up on the X-Men universe, I've bought like a thousand comic books this year. Wow. So, uh, Mostly in trade (laughs) trade form. So it's not like, because I'm buying a lot of them old. But the old ones are really hard. And if anyone listening to this wants to send me a Captain Britain number 9, or even sell me a Captain Britain number 9, I would be super happy to take it off your hands for a couple hundred dollars. Because that's the first appearance of Psylocke, who is... Bar none, favorite character. Stabbing people with psychic swords, really awesome.
4: While wearing a leotard.
1: While wearing a leotard. Um, so I still need some kind of think of my best, because I, I, I'm like you, Pierce, narrowing it down, but I can definitely think of my worst. Uh, the worst book I read in 2013, I think part of it was published in 2012, but it certainly wrapped up in 2013, was Marvel's Age of Ultron, um, yeah. written by Brian Michael Bendis and art by... It ended up being a few people... Um, The book was delayed beyond belief to the point where it no longer made sense continuity-wise. It was a mess. I love time travel books. I love alternate reality books. Even when done in goofy ways, like say a Back to the Future type thing or something, you know, I can forgive leaps in logic because that's not really the point. It's not primer or something like that. Mm -hmm. This book was terrible. It was a waste of time. It was a waste of money. And I just regret even having anything to do with it. It was Awful, And I don't say this as a Brian Michael Bendis hater. I've liked a lot of stuff he's written over the years. This was just bad and made Infinity, which I don't think will be my favorite book because it was a mini and everything, Uh, but but made it so much better just because even if it was just competent, it would be leaps and bounds ahead. It would be streets ahead of uh, (laughs) Age of Ultron, but Age of
4: Ultron was just so bad that Infinity shone even brighter. All right, so I guess I'll go ahead and do my worst. I'll do my worst and my underdog together because there's a theme. The theme is green. All right. So unfortunately, for my worst, it's it's a tie because two of my favorite titles of all time turned into two of my least favorite. Uh, One, which was the less of a letdown, was Hulk because Hulk has gone through a lot of ups and downs. And the current book
1: is the indestructible Indestructible Hulk. Indestructible Hulk. Yes.
4: What what bothered me was the end of uh, Incredible. They, they reached this really cool point where, for a while in Marvel, Hulk isn't this blubbering idiot. He basically has the IQ of a seven year old, uh, yeah, a seven year old, and just wants to be left alone. Like, he just wants to do his own thing, doesn't want to be around other people, wants to be left alone. And they did this thing where the two of them, Banner and Hulk, are warring back and forth, and both are waking up in weird places, and they don't know how the other got there, and they're trying to stick it to one another. And it gets to this point where they have to work together. And Banner creates this armor that basically allows the two of them to meet in his mind and work together and coordinate that. And I thought that was really neat and a really cool concept that they could do for a little while. Instead, they completely ignored that and started a new book with a new writer and new artist and went a completely different direction. I'm like, well, what happened to everything that just... Okay, fine, whatever. I dropped that book really quickly. Second, I, I am a huge Green Lantern fanboy. I have all the colored rings... I am starting to collect the backlog. Uh, yeah, I know Kevin's smiling because of how nerdy that is.
3: Amongst other reasons, but what I'm thinking of the movie. Oh, the <laughs> movie is a,
4: is an atrocity the uh, Green uh, Lantern. Fans of Ryan are Reynolds again. Right? <laughs> I was yeah. Say that. yeah. <laughs> Poor yeah. decisions. Yeah, seriously, it, it was, was a, a it great was... Wade Wilson. That's all I'm saying. Yeah. It was a horrible. horrible he was the movie. only
1: good thing in that movie for the four minutes he was in it.
4: <laughs> I'm just going to move on because that movie <laughs> makes me angry. So. Point being, it, it, it's what got me into comics. Uh, we, I should specifically say Jeff Johns, and they call it their Green Lantern epic, and that whole thing is really what got me into comics, and it wrapped up, okay? Wrapped up really cool, some people say it was a bit of a sellout, what have you, I thought it wrapped up really well. And he took some liberties and said, you know, and Carol, Ferris, and how uh, Jordan lived happily ever after for the rest of the days, he, uh, he doesn't get to say that, whatever. The very next issue, first issue of a new writer, after wars broke out, Oa's broken, the guardians of the universe have been slaughtered because they were evil, like it's everything got turned on upside upside down, right? Very next episode, they're back on Earth, Hal's late to work, and Carol freaks out about that and about how he's unreliable I just wanted to yell at the comic and be like I'm sorry did you miss the part where he literally willed himself back to life and channeled the avatar of death and had to deal with the evil uh, guardians that were trying to murder everyone and take control of the universe like yeah did did you did you miss all that I'm sorry he was late to fly your little planes around I think he was kind of busy so, I just got really frustrated, and they did all these stupid things to try to reset everything Jeff Johns did. It was like, oh, crap, we're, we we got to press the reset button. We don't know what we're doing with this. And it has not worked out in the slightest. So, which one of those was your worst, which one was your underdog, just to be no, clear? No, both of the worst. Both are the worst? Both of the worst. My underdog is also green. Okay, okay, gotcha. Yes. My underdog, and I'm talking a lot, and I apologize for this, Greece. is... X-Men. What green, green X Men? It's a little more uncomfortable. It's actually no. green M and Ms. I really like their taste. They uh, surprised me this year.
2: It's <laughs> Gotten a lot better this yes, year. Much the, better. The two thousand thirteen M and Ms are a really good year. It was, it a, lot it was of a quality rain. year, <laughs> except
4: for those blue. Yeah, no, but anyway, it was Swamp Thing. A lot of people were singing its praises. I finally decided to try it out, and not the Alan Moore stuff, which I'm going to go back and read, but just the the current New Fifty Two run of Swamp Thing. Really well written. Really cool dichotomy of the you know the red versus the green and the rot and all that it it just very well done i, I liked liked a lot more than I ever thought it would, so yeah, that's my comic right cool do you have another one
0: Mike yes, I do actually, um, and this is for which category this is going to be the underdog okay now this is a little bit of an older comic, and it's uh, going back to my movie underdog, it has a lot to do with expectations of what was actually delivered, we're talking about yellow yellow kid right yeah. yeah. Okay. Uh, <laughs>
1: The I believe it's called Okay, it was like the original comic. Mm-hmm. So, anyways, no, it's not that very I'm... niche
0: joke. Anyway, go back to what we were talking about, which was interesting. So, I want to throw out the Ashbringer comic, um, in particular the World of Warcraft oh, Ashbringer comic. Hence, why I was like, I have no idea. Everyone about. About Ashbringer. Yeah. yeah. No, I, I... So it's a comic set in the World of Warcraft. I was not going in expecting a great story. I was going in there to expect some dumb fun in the world, of the WoW universe. But well, I got it was actually a surprisingly good story, a surprisingly good art style. Just enjoyable all around. If anyone has any interest whatsoever in WoW, the Warcraft story, anything like that, I would highly recommend the Ashbringer. It wasn't spectacular, but enjoyable. Now, to throw out the worst, because I guess we're wrapping up our selection. I've still got two to go, so yeah. if you want to wait, we can. Or you can I don't out. know, let's, let's get the stoning of the heretic going. Um... <laughs> I'm going to throw out The Walking Dead. Okay. Mm. So, I was just getting to comics. A lot of my coworkers are telling me, gotta read The Walking Dead. Gotta read The Walking Dead. I watched the first season of the show. It's alright. I enjoyed it. First is okay. Uh, I loved the uh, Telltale Walking Dead game from last year. That is excellent. I was blown away. I was like, I have to read this comic book now. I bought the first volume. Could not get past the first book. I wow. just had to put it down... The art style bothered me. The storytelling. Well, the art does change after the first six
1: issues, too. You should know. It, the, the, it, it's no, that's Tony Moore who does the first. The first six. six and then it's Charlie Adler after that. Okay, so and that, ever since that, yeah. So
0: that might be a reason for me to go back. But just reading it, I felt like now it could just be that the first couple pages were almost verbatim from the show, and they felt kind of boring. And I, I just was trying to get involved in it, and it just wouldn't, just wouldn't start for me. And I was like. It's been sitting on my nightstand since I picked it up at the beginning of the year, and it's just like, I should finish this book. People keep telling me it's great, and I just can't get into it. I,
1: I would encourage you, not not that I would say that The Walking Dead is a great book, although there's many great things in it, but I would encourage you to at least read through the end of like issue 12, A, because then you'll get six issues of both artists, but you'll also... There's some pretty big things that happen like at the end of the first volume, which is the first six, mm-hmm. and going into the second volume as well, that... I think by then you would know for sure the sure. like, tone of the book, whether you're into it or not. It's certainly, it's very, what's the term I'm looking for? Monologue? Stupid. Monologue. <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> <Stupid, Yeah. yeah. laughs> there certainly is a lot of monologuing. monologuing in the book, and the first issue is very close to the, to the first episode of the show, etc. It starts to branch off pretty quickly from there, although there are still similarities to okay. some, some subplots and stuff. But, yeah, I would say at least give yourself those first 12 <laughs> issues. If you're not into it after that, you're not going to be into it. Got it. Except for maybe Beware of the Hunters, which is like the best arc the book has ever done, and I won't spoil it for anybody, because it's awesome. But, <laughs> um, so does that cover your work? Yeah, that okay. covers me. So, I'm still holding off my best, because I'm still am trying to narrow it down in my head. Yeah. But I have a tie for Dark Horse. Um, not publishing, <laughs> but, uh, Dark Horse book. One is Superior Spider-Man. Not that I expected to hate it, but I did not expect it to be as consistently fun as it is, and I also did not expect it to be going this long with me not going, oh, can we just bring back Peter? I have been loving Doc Ock as Spider-Man. Every issue gets more ridiculous and more fun more over the top. And they've been tying together so many things. What they did with Spider-Man 2099 and Alchem being Alan Chemical was just amazing. I would have never thought of it, but he's been laying that out for years now. Um, Dan Slott, being the writer, has been laying that out for years. And to see it all come together is awesome. And so I'm really surprised that I'm not sick of it by now, but I'm not. I'm continually Really enjoying it. I,
4: can I say I agree with? I like how they pulled a lot of that stuff together, but I don't love, or really. I mean, I got a kick out of it for a little while what they were doing with Doc Ock being Spider Man. I, I'm, I fell out of love with it really quickly. They're what twenty two or three issues in now.
1: Twenty four, maybe.
4: I twenty. Yeah, okay. I think you're right because I think I, I st- the last one I read was twenty one before things got busy for the holidays. It just feels like they're dragging it out a lot more, and it could have wrapped up a lot sooner. Like, there's a couple mm-hmm. issues where the it would just seem like the one or two shots where they're just looking to delay to get to the inevitable Spidey thing that I think we both know talking about the villain that's kind of been building. So, right, right. But yeah. Well, well I,
1: I disagree with you on that, but we will, we will see. Um, but I'm loving it right now. And the other book was one that I wasn't going to buy. I've never read any of the previous volumes of it. I just happened to hear really good things about the first issue of the new volume and I went fine, I like the artist, um, I like, like the art at least, and i 'll pick it up even though i don 't really know any of the characters that well. Young Avengers Young it's Avengers has been, like been such a fun book. I, I still got to go back and read the older volumes, but it's it 's a comic for a social media generation and not in a dumb fifty mm-hmm. year old man writing about social media from clearly a point of view of uh, clearly a stance of not understanding it. This is someone who knows social media, finding a way to work it in the comics in a way that at least for me is not overbearing or shoehorned in, and the characters are fun, Kid Loki has been awesome, Um, Kate from Hawkeye has been really great in it, Um, and just everybody, the whole cast, I've really been enjoying it. I'm ready, and I think I'm a couple issues behind. I think the mother storyline has been wrapped up, and unfortunately I think the book has been cancelled, I think it's only got a couple issues left, but for what was there, so good. Yes, the mother storyline went on a little long, but... Aside from that, awesome. Do you have any other ones, Kevin?
3: Literally, I've only read Covenant and Hobbes.
0: I hate Marmaduke. <laughs> <laughs> He's just a big
1: dog. You're <laughs> kidding, <laughs> Jamie? Did you have any others? I
4: definitely heard. I uh, No,
2: but I thought that uh, Young Avengers was good. I hate the Avengers so much because I only read X Men, and so I have hate you the read Avengers. the current
1: volume of Avengers? But but
2: I ha- I did read uh, an issue of Young Avengers. Really good.
1: Um, what is the current Avengers? The one by Hickman. The one that led up to Infinity with new Avengers. I think you'd like it. Y- I think If Infinity anyone one? would
4: love Ex Nihilo as much as I do, I think it'd be you. It doesn't
2: matter how much I love it. I hate the Avengers. Oh, <laughs> fan fanboy mentality. Doesn't matter how good their product is, I hate it.
1: Then, <laughs> since I'm, I think I'm the only one left then, um, I've narrowed down my best. And this is shaky, but I think it's my best, unless I change my mind sometime later, which I'm apt to do. Um, a book, Cheney, you might like because it might affirm your hatred for the Avengers <laughs> in a weird way, and that is New Avengers, in that this is a book yeah. about Captain America for the first couple of issues. Yeah. Iron Man, Beast, Doctor Strange, Black Bolt, um, Namor, and Black Panther, six or seven of the biggest, most powerful heroes, or at least most influential heroes, mm-hmm. and pretty powerful in there too, of the Marvel Universe, forced to make Dark, borderline evil. We can even probably fuzz out that borderline word. Evil decisions to save their world. Where they are willing to destroy other realities to save our own. And doing increasingly dark, Mm -hmm. evil things when they know they shouldn't. And you're just waiting for all of a sudden this house of cards to fall down. That is what New Avengers has been. And it's awesome.
2: That might actually make me like the Avengers. It's
4: <laughs> yeah, I was about to say you would love them. Because I, I liked, like Marvel dicks. I love when
2: like the X Men started remaking the world in their own form when they were empowered by the Phoenix and were just killing people. That was great. Like, do you do you dislike?
1: <laughs> do you dislike Goody Goody Captain America?
2: Oh, I hate Captain America. Superman. An is issue trash. to
1: spoil issue three. I love
2: both of those. So shut your
1: face. To spoil issue three of New Avengers. Cap goes, yeah, we can't do any of this stuff. This is all terrible. They wipe his mind and kick him out. Nice. Yeah, Yeah. so... Because they're like, sorry, we've got to.
2: When I first started comics, I read some Batman, and he wasn't dark enough for me. So then I ran some Moon Knight, and he was about where I wanted to be. (laughs) Just crazy enough. And if you've ever read Moon Knight... Oh
4: my word, you are insane. He just drives...
2: (laughs) He literally just drives his ships into buildings, (laughs) and then is like...
1: Oh well, guess I'm gonna rebuild it! Which uh, which volume of Moon Knight did you read? Do you know? Because um, there's a bunch of different versions of yeah. how that character's been told. Oh, man. I'm not positive. But in the one Is it the I one read, where he he's thinks he's totally multiple insane. people? Yes. I think that's the most recent one, and I think yes. that's by Bendis. Yeah, no, no, no. It's it's definitely the most recent one. But then I'm pretty sure it's by Bendis. And it got good reviews. didn't last very long because not a lot of no. people want to read a Moon Knight book, no, unfortunately. No, but, no one wants to read a book. But I heard really good things
2: about oh, it. Oh, man, so great. When you catch people, see Batman like catches people and beats them up a little bit and leaves them for the cops. Moon Knight catches people, carves stuff into their face, and then leaves them for the
0: cops. Sometimes. <laughs> <laughs> so weird. I just want to throw out a quick honorable mention for worst comic book I read. Okay. Um, just because it's so special in my heart. So on, a, <laughs> <laughs> so on a, a whim, I sort of, I was looking through the new 52 books, and I was like, I should read some of these, just because I want to get involved more into comics, and I kind of like DC. So I picked up the first Catwoman book. <laughs> I haven't even read it, and I know exactly what you're going to say. Yeah, I'm so sorry. <laughs> I guess. <Yes>. My condolences. <laughs> <laughs> I have never felt so dirty reading a comic book in my life. I've never felt so dirty reading a book. Just any form of literature. In any form. In my life. We'll have to get you a copy of Alan Moore's Lost Girls. Yeah. <laughs> uh, that's <laughs> such a good one. But there's a particular scene in that comic. <laughs> and I, Collection uh, of images and words. Exactly. Should we go that way? No, I, I, don't, I don't know if I want to give it enough credit to be called a comic that sort of made me want to burn it. <laughs> and I almost don't want to spoil it just because I don't want to... Put that image out there. That's into, fine. Into the void. Just don't. Don't.
1: Don't,
0: don't do it. You should it.
2: read more comics that have Psylocke as the main storyline. Then that will seem much more normal. We'll,
1: we'll recommend some stuff that's not terrible. Yeah. Great. Um, so, does anybody have anything else to say about movies or comics in 2013? Good, bad, nope, indifferent? Nope. Okay. So I think that's going to be part one. We will be back uh, next week with Part 2 to talk more about where well, we got television, books, video games, and whatever else we think of. I don't think Cheney's going to be there for that episode, so mm. we will miss you. But yeah. until next week, <laughs> I'm Jordan from Jersey.
3: I'm Pierce from Jersey. Mike from Pennsylvania. I'm Chaney from Ohio. And I'm Kevin from Jersey.
1: And this has been Jersey Shore. Have a good week, everybody. And a good year. Merry Christmas. Joyous Kwanzaa. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks for listening to Jersey Shore. You can contact us at Jordan at Legionofdudes.com. That's J-O-R-D-A-N at Legionofdudes.com, or follow me on Twitter at Jordan F R M Jersey.